Welcome to He That Hath Ears, Listen Podcast. My name is Dave Krupa, a Christian and student of the Bible. Each episode, I will share lessons I learned from God's Word to help on the Christian journey in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time exploring the Bible with me today. Now, let's listen. Today is my grandson's second birthday. As I think back over the last two years and how fast they've gone by, it struck me of how intently he is adding to his knowledge each and every day. He likes to explore the world around him, growing in knowledge of how things work, what he can and can't get away with with his parents, what he likes and what he doesn't really like. As I reflect on his growth, I'm reminded of how this is exactly what we are commanded to do in our spiritual lives as well. Grow through obtaining knowledge. All things that pertain to life and godliness are given through the true knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and excellence. 2 Peter 1 and 3 And if you look at 2 Peter, notice how Peter closes his epistle with this command. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 3 and 18 This raises several questions. What does it mean to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? How can we be sure that we are growing in this knowledge? And why is Peter so concerned that we grow in this knowledge? In 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 11, I believe we find the answers to these questions, and in this podcast, we'll examine this passage more closely. But first, turn with me to the text, 2 Peter, chapter 1, verses 5 through 11. Now for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, They render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be abundantly supplied to you. First, let's consider what growing in the knowledge of Jesus Christ involves. It involves the development of eight graces, if you will, that Peter lists out. These graces are listed in verses 1, 5 through 7. Briefly defined, faith, which is the first grace, 
is conviction or strong assurance. The second one is moral excellence, which could mean integrity or goodness. Knowledge is correct insight. Self-control is self-discipline. Perseverance is bearing things under trials. Godliness is godly character out of devotion to God. Brotherly kindness is love towards the brethren. And love is an act of goodwill towards those who are in need. Notice carefully verse 8. We must be increasing in these eight graces, if you will. Only then can it be said that we are growing in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Therefore, it's something more than simply increasing our intellectual knowledge of Jesus. Now, that knowledge has a place for sure. It is just one of the graces necessary. Peter is talking about growing in a full and personal knowledge of Jesus. This comes by developing the Christ-like attributes we already mentioned. The more we grow in these graces, the more we really know Jesus, for he is the perfect personification of these graces. That it requires more than intellectual knowledge is also evident from the Greek word used for knowledge in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2-3 and verse 8. The word epigenosis, meaning to become thoroughly acquainted with, to know thoroughly, to know accurately, to know well, Thayer's definition. Now this knowledge comes only as we demonstrate these Christ-like graces in our own lives. In other words, you have to practice to get better. Second, it involves developing these graces in conjunction with each other. Notice the words, in your faith supply, in verse 5. Before each grace is mentioned, the word add is implied. Now think about a recipe. Say a recipe calls for you to add butter to the flour. That does not mean that you take the flour away, does it? Of course not. It means the flour and butter become integrated, working together. This therefore suggests the idea of each grace becoming integrated with the others to produce an overall effect. Now notice also the preposition in. King James Version says to in verses 5 through 7. This may suggest that each grace is to make perfect the grace that goes before it. Let me illustrate. To knowledge, add self-control. The grace of self-control enables one to apply properly the knowledge one has. To self-control, add perseverance. Self-control, in turn, needs the quality of perseverance to be consistent day after day. Thus, each one of these graces is necessary. They must all be developed in conjunction with each other. We can't be selective and just pick the ones we like and leave the others behind. 
as you know from cooking, the recipe won't turn out very well that way. Third, it involves diligent effort. In verses 5 and 10, notice the word diligence. Diligence is defined as careful and persistent work or effort. To grow in the knowledge of Jesus requires much effort. We don't do this accidentally or naturally, nor do we develop these graces accidentally or naturally. Paul told the young preacher in 2 Timothy 2, verse 15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If we aren't careful, we just may be like the teacher that was once looking for a promotion. A woman who had been a school teacher for 25 years heard about a job that would mean a promotion for her, so she applied for the position. However, someone who had only been teaching for one year was hired instead. So she went to the principal and asked why. The principal responded, I'm sorry, but you haven't had 25 years of experience as you claim. You've had only one year's experience 25 times. During that whole time, the teacher never improved her skill. We may have been Christians for a number of years, but unless we continue to grow, we are simply repeating the first year over and over again. Is the effort really worth it? When the context of our passage, Peter gives three reasons why we should give all diligence to grow in this knowledge of Jesus. The first one is, Failure to grow in the knowledge results in spiritual amnesia. If you look at verse 9, For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. We run the risk of our faith being short-sighted if we are not growing in the knowledge of Jesus. For what is the ultimate objective of being a Christian? to become like Christ. If you will, turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 8. Let's look at verses 28 through 29. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to become conformed to the image of His Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. Also, if you look at Colossians chapter 3, verses 9-11, through 11, Do not lie to one another, since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices, and have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him a renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, and freeman, but Christ is all and in all. We are to become like the image of Jesus Christ. 
This is what it means to grow in the knowledge of Jesus. Failure to so grow is an indication that we have forgot why we were redeemed by the blood of Christ in the first place. To have our sins forgiven? Yes. But then, that we might present ourselves to God and become what He wants us to be, like His Son. The second reason to grow in the knowledge of Jesus can be found in verse 10. Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you, for as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. In other words, we won't fall. This does not mean we'll never sin, as it pointed out in 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 and 10. The word stumble in Greek means to fall into misery, become wretched, In other words, the loss of salvation. We will never fall short of our ultimate salvation if we are giving all diligence to grow. Grow in the knowledge of Christ and thereby making our calling and election sure. The third reason Peter gives us to grow is found in verse 11. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be abundantly supplied to you. First of all, we have an entrance into the everlasting kingdom, which will be abundantly supplied. The everlasting kingdom is the kingdom of no end, heaven. In other words, the ultimate destiny of the redeemed. And what is meant by the idea of the abundantly supplied? Perhaps instead of entering as we have escaped from a car wreck or from a fire, we enter in as we are triumphant. By possessing the eight graces, we will be able to live victoriously in this life and to joyously anticipate what lies ahead. Consider, if you will, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. In the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. These three reasons should sufficiently motivate us to be diligent in growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. Give all diligence to make our calling and election sure by making every effort to work on developing these graces in our own lives. Or have we forgotten that we were purged from our old sins? We have if we are indifferent or unconcerned in our desire to grow in these characteristics or graces. If that is describing of our circumstance, we need to repent and pray for forgiveness. I once heard an analogy of a tree 
as a philosophy of life, if you will. You are either green and growing or dry and dying. Add to your growth rings every day. Are you growing in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, our Lord, today? Thanks for listening. W. Clement Stone wrote, That which you share multiplies, that which you withhold diminishes. If you found this podcast enjoyable, share the link with someone you care about.